Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, to give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the content should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe, and it's not magic. And if you'd like to show your support for the show and get something in return, I have set up a Patreon page where you can select a small amount to help support the show each month. And depending on your level of support, you will get goodies in return. And you can get all of the details at patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And you can see the show notes for that direct link as well. How are you doing? Today, I want to talk to you about two abstract concepts, motivation and willpower. Can you think of a time when you said, I just don't feel motivated or I don't have the willpower for that? I want you to really try to think of a time when you said or thought something along those lines so that you can more closely follow along with what I'm going to share with you today. These are pretty common phrases, and they especially get thrown around a lot in regards to fitness, going to the gym, cravings, or when a person knows they should maybe cut back on sugar or junk food. Many times when people have asked me about how FitFizz started, I have said that it started as a Facebook page in 2012 as a way to help motivate my friends who always asked how I had the motivation to stay so consistent with working out and with eating healthy. And at the time, I truly did feel that way. But when I think about how I've grown in many ways of thinking since then, I feel kind of silly that I said I could ever thought that maybe I could ever hold the power to motivate others. And that's what today's show is really about. As of now, in 2019, I believe that motivation is something that's fully intrinsic. It's either inside of you or it's not. And that willpower, well, I really think that there's no such thing as willpower. And I'm going to explain why. I hope that You're not getting too sick of me explaining uh, and talking about certain words and how I think they hinder people's progress in health and fitness, like clean eating and toning and balanced lifestyle. And now here I am telling you that I think that there's no such thing as willpower. I want to point out that it's certainly not for the purpose of putting anyone down, but my goal here is to help you to see things in a new way that maybe you've never considered before. So let's focus on motivation first. I've been pondering this theory that I thought of for probably at least a couple years now. And every time I see an example or every time I think of an example, it really seems to be true. And here's my theory. I think that when a person feels unmotivated, it's a sign that they're doing things for the wrong reasons. To me, motivation is as mythological as a unicorn. Motivation is intrinsic, never fleeting. When you're doing something for the most genuine 
and most non-superficial reasons. So I want you to try to ponder that next time you hear someone say they're not motivated or if you feel unmotivated over something. I know that for me, there have certainly been times when I have felt unmotivated to do certain things. For example, washing dishes. Like I mentioned last week, I hate washing dishes. I'll do everything else before I wash dishes, always. But even when I was super sick and feeling the worst with my autoimmune issues, barely functioning two to four hours a day, I never, not even for a single day, not for a moment, did I ever lack motivation to work on any aspect of fit fizz or study nutrition or to figure out how I, w- how I was going to take the next steps, not for a single day, because I know I'm on the right path. It's intrinsic. I know I'm doing this for the right reasons. And that's sort of how it's always been for me with fitness. And I know it's not that way for everyone. But for me, where it started was I used to do buns of steel workouts on VHS tapes in my mom's living room when I was in high school and not for body image issues, but because I genuinely loved it. It brought me joy and it gave me confidence that I never had before. And it's truly where my love of fitness was born and it has continued to evolve ever since then. It was never a short-lived phase. Now, I want you to think about the root word of motivation, which is motive. Being unmotivated is essentially having poor motives, even though technically it's saying without motives. But poor motives, without motives, that's the opposite of motivation. So maybe you're wondering, that's great, Kelly. So are you saying I should give up if I'm unmotivated? No, I'm not saying you should give up, but I'm saying that you need to dig deeper for why you are or are not doing something. Dig deeper for the true motives. So uh, let's say you're feeling unmotivated to go to the gym or to break a sweat, or you're unmotivated to cut back on junk food. Um, Really quick before I go on. Total side note here. (laughs) I want to introduce a quick quick term that I really like to use to encompass all sorts of junk food, sugar, processed, crappy food. I like to call it sludge. This sounds gross and that's exactly why I like it. And it's a nice short term to refer to all of that stuff together. So you'll hear me use that more in the future and you'll know what I mean when I say sludge. So getting back on topic of finding your true motives for doing something so that you have real intrinsic motivation. You've probably heard the phrase, know your why. To me, it seems obvious what that means, but I know that I've, I've heard some people say before that they don't really understand the meaning of that phrase. Well, it fits in quite nicely with this topic right now. Knowing your why, your real why, is what's going to keep you motivated from the core of your being, of your soul, so that you don't need to seek outside motivation. This is kind of a sad example, but it's also something that I know happens all across America, unfortunately, and I'm sure other countries. Let's say a woman is feeling ashamed and insecure that she's gained 40 pounds since she first met her significant other. She's busy, exhausted, and her husband has even commented that maybe she should cut back on the ice cream. She's deeply hurt. She hates what she sees in the mirror. So she signs up for fitness classes. She starts going five times a week, but after two weeks, she hits a wall. 
instead of continuing, she starts drinking wine when she would have been at the gym. Why did she stop going? Did she lose motivation? Nope. She never had it to begin with. She has created false external motivation as her why because she thought maybe if she lost weight for her husband that he would show her more affection that she was craving. She wasn't doing it for her. She was doing it for someone else for reasons that were not her own. Or if they were her own, it came from a place of self-hate, not self-love. So of course it didn't last long. This is also why I think that the Khloe Kardashian revenge body concept is both stupid and problematic. In case you're not familiar with it, it's based on the concept of how to get a smoking hot body as revenge for the person who broke your heart. Why would you want to do that? If we're talking about know your why, that's a pretty terrible why. It's a negative reason to do something. So it probably won't last long because you don't have something that is going to positively refresh that fuel to keep you going for longer than maybe a few weeks or a month or two if you're lucky. And it's the same thing if maybe you can't stand what you see in the mirror when you're naked. So you start eating lunch, you start eating salad for lunch every day and complain about it the whole time. And of course, it's not going to last that long because you haven't given yourself sufficient motivation or proper fuel to keep it going long term. And I'm not saying that salad is ideal for lunch. There's probably nutritional content that's lacking there, but you get my point. A person who is truly motivated to stick it out and stick with it long term is someone who realized that they need to cut the sludge during lunch and get a lot more vegetables in. So they start doing it because they're grateful that they don't live in a food desert, that they can get fresh greens and they find it amazing how energized they feel from eating it. And that person is really motivated because they have sincere motives. Is this making sense? I hope it is. Let me know. I would love to hear feedback from this. And I also do want to point out that it's normal for motivation to have peaks and valleys, but you don't need motivation or inspiration to have good habits. In fact, what differentiates success from failure is not motivation, but action. People who succeed at sticking to a lifestyle change, whether it's getting in more activity or cleaning up their diet to have more nutrient-dense foods, they are always going to keep going regardless of how they feel. The people who make long-term health or lifestyle changes tend to take action before there is motivation. We assume that motivation and inspiration or in other words, a certain mental state of feeling inspired and motivated happens before the new actions that are needed in order to make a change in your life. But that's not always true. Most of the time, it's not true. So action comes before motivation and it comes before the desired mental state because that's what's really going to create lasting change. So I want you to try to remember that next time you're feeling like you don't want to go to the gym when you promised yourself that you'd already go. Take action regardless of feeling inspired or motivated. And 
it's also important to remember that there might be things at play uh, if you're feeling unmotivated. Things like chemical or hormonal imbalances that cre- can create a feeling of being unmotivated. So like depression, for example. Next time you notice that you're feeling unmotivated to do something, whether it's chemical or not, it's probably a sign that there's a, there's a need that's not being met. It might be chemical, physical, emotional. If you're lacking motivation, you need to try to figure out what that need is that's not being met. Ask yourself what is lacking instead of angrily pushing through something and hating every moment of it. You might need something to support serotonin production or adrenal function, or you simply might need rest. You might need a lot of it. And maybe fulfilling those needs is all you need to feel a little bit more ready to conquer something. But let's move on to willpower. Overcoming cravings. It's not about willpower. Turning down a third cookie when you really want to cut back on sugar. It's not willpower. Choosing lean meats and healthy fats and vegetables over cheese pizza. That's not willpower. Willpower is not going to stop you from giving into a craving if you already have low dopamine, for example, or if other hormones are out of balance. Your body's biology is so much stronger than willpower. Your body is really powerful in that sense. Obviously, otherwise, we wouldn't even be discussing this right now. And if you haven't already listened to episode 15 about cravings, you might want to go back and listen to that one to learn more about how cravings and willpower all comes into play. If you had asked me 10 years ago about willpower, I would have given you a very different thought process. And who knows, maybe 10 years from now, I might have a different outlook on it again. But as of right now, I really believe that willpower is yet another word that we sometimes needlessly cling on to in order to have something to blame. Like, oh, turn down chocolate. Huh? I don't have the willpower for that. That's a lie. And that's fine if you want to believe those lies. And I really hope I'm making some sense here. But the use of the word willpower in that sense is basically an excuse. It would simply be more accurate to say, turn down chocolate. I don't want I don't want to do that. Instead of claiming that you don't have willpower by stating that you don't have willpower, it's essentially not taking responsibility. It's like claiming that an outside force is in control of your body and your mind and your choices. And we know that that's simply not true. To me, an appropriate use of willpower would be Let's say if you're walking along outside and a 10-ton meteor comes flying out of the sky and lands on you, and somehow by sheer determination to not die on the spot, you find the willpower to shove that meteor off of your body. And I know that's a really extreme example, but to me, that's an accurate depiction of willpower. Another example, though, of how our bodies can't even compete with the concept of willpower when it comes to food or or activity is when your adrenals are working overtime. Maybe it's due to mental stress or emotional stress or physical stress. It has an effect on your choices. Once again, it's a sign of an unmet need. Maybe the unmet need is rest or nourishment, hydration or emotional support. So instead of beating yourself up over giving into something like sludge, accept that it happened, 
Don't blame lack of willpower, but question your unmet needs. Figure out what those unmet needs are and work to fulfill those unmet needs. And if you can achieve that, there's so much less chance that you'll be faced with situations that make you feel like you have no quote unquote willpower. So let's say you're simply trying to resist a food urge, but it makes you feel some kind of emotion. You're going to have a losing battle. You have to get to whatever is lying deeper under that emotion and fix that. Part of that might mean learning healthier ways to process emotions or urges, stress or cravings. It is not healthy or reliable to depend on the concept of willpower to push through it. It is like it is likely that the less drama you can associate with losing weight or lifestyle change, the more successful you'll be. The more self-hate or self-punishment that you attach to it, the less likely you'll be to succeed. So decide what you're going to eat and when you're going to get some kind of workout in and do it without attaching any drama or emotion to it. That will help you to proceed to the other side of it. Just no drama, no emotion, get it done. It is not about motivation or willpower. It's about action. And it's not your quote unquote willpower that's stopping you from cutting back on sludge or getting to the gym. It's your willingness to get uncomfortable for the required amount of time in order to make the change. That is what's stopping you. So to sum it all up, the next time you're lacking motivation, ask yourself why. Then ask why again and ask why again. Get to the root of why you're feeling that way and ask yourself what the need is that is not being met that is making you feel that way. Maybe you need to change your why or your motives for doing it in the first place in order to make motivation a deeply rooted intrinsic factor that won't disappear on you. Also, it's important to remember that strategy beats willpower every time. If you have a solid strategy, you're willing to be uncomfortable, then willpower doesn't even need to exist. So that wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Please subscribe to the show, leave a review, share this episode with one friend who might be stuck in an unmotivated funk. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.